Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Hey everybody, it is Thursday, June 7th, 2018. Welcome back, backstage. Uh, you're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye. And I would like to welcome the um, the David to my Liza. Um, the, uh, uh, the Terzi to my Nyberg. The Smith to my... Uh, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Uh, fuck it. Uh, let's, let's start the whole thing over. Uh, I'd like to welcome the shot ace to my battery. Uh, Mrs. Jonathan Week. Mrs. Jonathan, how are you, man? Good, man. What's going on, man? Hey. What's going on, man? Middle of night. Oh, oh, oh. I go walking in my sleep. Through the valley of fear, oh, to a river so deep, we all in the ocean, the we all start in the trees, we all carried along, the mighty river of the in the middle of the night, go walking in the middle of the, I can go walking in the middle of the, so we are walking in the middle of the, I'm walking in the middle of the, I was walking in the. <laughs> <laughs> great song, great song, totally underrated. Great song. <clears throat> yeah, I, I it's uh, uh, really that was kind of my. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was our generation's first real foray into Billy Joel. No. Yeah, I agree with that. And there was a big foray, big foray, great song, totally Billy Joel, soulful. <laughs> Billy Joel, right on the scene. Good man. Yeah, uh, you you don't want a small foray. You you need the big foray. No, you gotta have a big foray. If it's gonna be if it's a foray, it's gotta be big. If it's small, forget what about if it. it. It's not a foray. What if it? What if it was a five A? Maybe a five A would be better. <laughs> a five A would be phenomenal. That's the best kind of five A yeah. foray you could have. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I'm not really sure that the word I used was even a word in the first place. I, it sounds very awkward when I said it. Uh, but I like it. I like foray. it. Listen, we can make up our own word. That's how it is. That's how the English language is. Yeah. That's how we roll. We joyriding. We joyriding over here. We joyriding. We joyriding. Um, <laughs> so, uh,. What the hell have you been up to? It's been a long time. I can't even tell you what I've been doing. I, I don't know what I've been doing. I've been waiting for the show. I've been uh, desperately clinging on to the show for the last, uh, you know, couple weeks. It's, it's been uh, devastating. I don't know what you – know, I've been working. Uh, what else? I really didn't do much. I took a trip out to West Virginia because I'm in Virginia, and I uh, thought West Virginia would be nice. It was only about an hour away. I went to a little town called Harper's Ferry, which is supposed to be the origin of uh, – or the beginning of the Civil War, uh, it was okay. It was good. 
else did I do? Pretty much that's it. I'm, I've been pretty boring uh, lately, and uh, nothing nothing really exciting to report. But that's uh, yeah, that's about it. I might be going to see the Smashing Pumpkins in a couple weeks, but uh, that's about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where? <laughs> uh, Where? I'm gonna see them in DC. I'm gonna see them in DC with my uh, newfound friend at work. He's a fellow supervisor, and uh, he likes pumpkins too. I'm surprised. He went to go see uh, Good Charlotte lately. I, I don't know if that was uh, something that he should have told me, but he went to go see Good Charlotte. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I, I feel like as long as it's not Nickelback, then uh, you know, as long as it's music and not Nickelback, then you're fine. So true, so true. So let me ask you though, if it's not Nickelback, what happens yeah. if it's Creed? Creed slightly better than Nickelback? So I think good? Creed's way better than Nickelback. Creed's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Creed's a little fucking. Yes, I agree. A little too religious. I agree. They're a little too, a little too, uh, a little too god centric, but they're certainly way better than Nickelback. I agree. You're amazing. I mean, very few people would have said that, and uh, that's why we're friends. I think that's great. I, I do like, I do like <laughs> Creed. They're much more, they're much more, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to listen to than Nickelback. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, speaking of shitty bands, um, I have been looking uh, all uh, all over the place to see if a wonderful band, Bleachers, was playing anywhere this summer, if, it was, you know, if they had any tour dates coming up or anything, and I couldn't find anything at all. Then last night, I go on this site that I go on sometimes to see what the uh, free events are around here, and uh, it said that from, there was this thing from four to eight today in Brooklyn where uh, Bleachers was playing an acoustic set, and so was Daughtry. And I thought, oh, wow. like, oh wow, I you know I wish I could get to that, but I, I really couldn't make it. Um, uh, but then it got me listening to Daughtry, who I was saying, you know, to my friend at the time I, last night, I was saying, uh, you know, Daughtry is a lot like Nickelback. Um, but then I listened to their uh, the big hits. I listened to the two big hits, you know. Um, I mean, keep in mind, this guy's from American Idol, so you're already starting off with that. But uh, right. the, 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 the two but the two big hits I listened to, and then I said, you know, I said to my friend, you know, the, the songs are not bad. They're just dated and uncreative. That's, that's the thing. Yes. Like, I don't, know, yes. I don't know what it is about certain, like, take Billy Joel, for instance, who I just saw on Saturday night and uh, – and attempted to enjoy him could not, but he was amazing. Um, but like, uh, totally, totally timeless, you know, like that music's totally time. And I would even wager to say the same thing about counting crows because it, to me, I don't know that they're just uh, timeless to me. And maybe people can make the argument, right. well, what's, you know, what's the difference between that time and uh, Nickelback's time or whatever, but I don't know. There's something about that sound that just got really dated really fast. That's like, here's the problem. Uh, in the nineties, when that sound initially, like the Nickelback kind of sound, the Daughtry kind of sound, Lifehouse kind of sound came out. Um, initially it was being done by really good bands doing really good songs like, uh, say collective soul and Soundgarden, And then, um, once, once music started getting a little happier, and we've talked about this, about how I love Hootie and the Blowfish, but mm-hmm. they ruin music. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Then uh, they started making happier and sappier uh, music like the music that Soundgarden and whatever had previously been making while more miserable. And I think that the, the really the happiness uh, in that genre made it go out of style real quick. I agree 100%. I mean, um, that's why I keep harking back to the, uh, the days of grunge. You know, a lot of people didn't like those days, but so much creative music came out of those days. Uh, you're talking about the big three with, with Pearl Jam and Nirvana, Alice in Chains. You're talking about a lot of those kind of split-off bands of Bush and Pumpkins and all that kind of stuff. There was so much creativity. I mean, it was miserable for music. Then the yeah. happiness came, and it ruined everything. Hootie and the Blowfish. Right. Uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, it was good music still, and it was great music with uh, the boy bands and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Yeah. There was this whole pop piece, which was very solid, good yep. music. But it ruined mm-hmm. music as we know it. Exactly. And, and, uh, exactly. Rap is a subsidiary. Rap is a rap is similar in that I think it was a little bit later that it got ruined, but after the nineties, you know, you had great great uh, you know, uh, rap groups including uh you know, what are you talking about? Mob Deep, you're talking about uh three six mafia, both of the harmony. Uh and then they 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 just hit a phase where uh, you know, like Little Wayne, these kind of characters. I mean, they're not, some of them are not bad. They have good songs sometimes. So it just mm-hmm. went downhill. I don't know what happened. It never recovered. Music has not recovered. You know, we need like almost like a, <laughs> a saint to come back and deliver us. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that whole thing, the, the, the tirade you just went on about uh, uh, Hootie and then Christina Aguilera and all that stuff, that sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> but you know what we need? It's, you know, yeah, you know who our savior is. It's Kanye Michael Jackson. West. Kanye West. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kanye West is the great unifier of our time. <laughs> the great Michael unifier Jackson of our time. Hmm. <laughs> they tried that. They tried bringing Michael Jackson back on the Billboard Awards, and it was so creepy with the hologram. <laughs> By the way, Charles yesterday. Charles, Charles texted Charles from New Haven. He texted me yesterday. Uh, guess who's getting a free private concert from your boy tomorrow night? And and Ooh. I just was like. Because I, I know he's at WWDC for the Apple, uh, you know, Worldwide Developers Conference, and um, oh, wow. I uh, in San Francisco, I or San Jose or something, and so uh, I, he said, "Getting a free concert from your boy," and I was like, "No," and he was like, "Yup," and I was like, "What?" and he was like, "Mm-hmm," and I said, "I can't breathe," <laughs> and he said, uh, "He he said, yup," and. Uh, uh, and and now, like I think that's happening soon. Is uh, he said he's gonna get it right up front for uh, Panic at the Disco, and uh, and he serious? said I'll bottle some of he said I'll bottle some of Brendan's sweat for you, which I tried I've tried to do that many times to no success, to no avail. In fact, at the final day, uh, you have no idea how how. Uh, meticulous I was in attempting to get a seat at Kinky Boots where Brendan was going to spit on me 
And I figured that the <laughs> best way to, to get that to happen was to sit house, uh, house right towards downstage left, where I know he has mm-hmm. the big soul of a man number, but, but I was in row BB, um, so I'm already, you know, second row back, and uh, that didn't work, and, and he was too far away. Not that he was far away at all. He was too far away for, to be spat on. But then on the closing day, when I was sitting there in, you know, uh, front row center next to Minnie Brendan, um, at that point, uh, uh, I saw a lot of saliva coming out. Man, the music conductor was right in front of me, and he was getting spat on all over the place. And I really, like, I just missed, I just missed the saliva of a god among men. Oh, 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 man! I'm uh, disappointed. I mean, uh, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna see him again, right? You, you have another chance. But uh, hopefully, uh, Charles um, gets some of that uh, bottle. You better get some of that. <laughs> hey, you better get some of that bottle. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so weeks. I got to talk about something. It's like the ele- the elephant in the room in my head, and I just got to get it off my chest. So uh, I. Uh, 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 and I told you a little bit about this before, but these last three weeks have been the worst fucking time of my life. And, uh, it's like, it's fucking unbearable. Uh, you know, what happened was just for our listener, um, uh, my, my po- 27, 27 year old colleague, um, all of a sudden passed away and, uh, Ooh. you know, I was playing pink. I was playing ping pong with him on that Friday in the office. And then I, um, mm-hmm. I even guilt tripped him. I guilt tripped him about not coming to the show I did the night before the storytelling oh. show. Um, and, uh, and I was like, bad friend, Jack, want to play ping pong. And so I called him a bad friend. I guilt tripped him in, in a kind of joking, but half like a little upset manner that he didn't make it. Um, because I wanted him there cause I he cared, you know, that he was there or whatever. But, uh, uh, the, and now I feel awful because that was the last conversation I ever had with him. Um, and I left, uh, for Chicago the next day. Uh, my boss texted me on Monday that he, he hadn't shown up to work and, and, and then he didn't show up a, a second day and we were both trying to reach him. And, um, and at some point, uh, I was stuck in Chicago. I could not get out of there. I, I'm, I'm never going back there because the fuck my world got, you know, uh, just uh, changed completely while I was there and I couldn't get out. And all I wanted to do was get back Uh to New York and figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, So uh, I I came upon my colleague's brother's number and I I texted him like, you know, this isn't like him. We just want to make sure he's all right. And his his brother texted me back when I was in the airport. Jack won't be coming in any longer. And I, uh, I said, I'm sorry. I don't understand. Is he okay? And he said, no, he's dead. And, um, okay. I, uh, at, at that point, my heart sank and I, you know, you hold out hope at that point that it's some sick prank or that he's, uh, somebody else took his brother's phone um, or something, mm-hmm. and you know, it was, it was a very awkward conversation. And looking back, I probably should have, you know, picked up the phone and, and called him at that point rather than keep texting. But it was an extremely fragile, awkward situation to begin with. Um, 
and uh, that, and then, uh, and then I remember texting you uh, that night that that uh, this had happened, and then um, I said I was worried, and you said I'm sure he's fine, and I said, but I just told you he's dead, right. so I don't know if you know the de- definition of uh, death, but um, I thought that was odd. Right. Uh, typical classic John Weeks. Um, and, uh, uh, anyway, um, but I, I think you just mis- misunderstood something I texted at some point, so it's fine. But, um, then, uh, the following, so that night I got into New York mad late and initially, you know, if it were any other time, I would have probably taken that day off because I was, uh, fucked off from the traveling, but then I, uh, I needed to get to work. Like that was, I, I had to get to work. Um, I had to be there and I knew I couldn't be anywhere else. And, uh, and um, his friend called and confirmed everything, and uh, and like that was the worst day of my life. Uh, it was like com- complete shock because um, I was still holding out hope that you know that these texts weren't real. And um, I had worked with this kid at the past two companies I've been at, and uh, I recommended him for the current job, and. Uh, and he was the healthiest guy I knew, actually liked fruits and vegetables, was really, really like, in better shape than anyone in the last two companies. Um, and, uh, and, and all of a sudden he's gone. And you don't realize how much of an uh, impact that somebody who works with you has on you until they're gone because it's like all, all these little things throughout the day that I would have told him or, and all these little like uh, motions, these movements around me, I keep thinking it's him and the, the empty desk is so heartbreaking. And it's just like, it was so sudden, so shocking, uh, so uh, senseless and tragic. And, uh, and, and that's like what I've been dealing with the last few weeks. And after it happened, um, that that week I had a wedding to go to in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And I was uh, sort of happy about having the distraction, but I also knew that I wasn't in a very good mental state. So I just like, and I wasn't going to tell the bride and groom about it. And I was just maybe going to tell the maid of honor or something. Cause I just needed somebody there to know. Um, but then my friends, Caitlin and Nick emailed me asking me if I would um, do them a favor at their wedding. Uh, and for the first time in my, in my life, I refused. And I just, I said, you know, let me think about it. And I, and I wasn't going to tell them what happened, but I, I, since they emailed me, I just told them everything that happened and I said, I'll be there, but I, you know, forgive me, forgive me if I'm not my, you know, happy dancey self. Um, and, uh, and they wrote back, both wrote back. They were very nice. And, uh, and, and were like no pressure. It was just, a, they wanted me to get all the Syracuse people together for a picture. And I just, I said, the next day I said, I'll screw it up. I try and get someone else. And the guy that they got to do it right. screwed it up anyway. Uh, so after, after that, I, uh, I turned to Caitlin and I said, uh, you know, you really should have gotten me to do that. And, and she didn't like laugh as much as I thought she would. So that was weird. Um, but, uh, but then I, um, uh, yeah, so there was that, that wedding and, and so I would, you know, talk to my friends and stuff. And every time somebody asked me how work was, I would just go into everything. I couldn't not because it's like, it was the the one thing that was on my mind. So I was kind of it was better when people were not asking me about work. And um, I was like, you know, breaking down at the table and stuff when Dusnik and Miriam were asking me. And uh, it, it's, it, and also the other thing is on the drive up, um, 
budget rental car uh, gave me a Camaro, which was nice. Um, so Ooh. I had that on the way to, to Plymouth. So it was this, like, red sports car, which kind of made me feel like a, an old bald guy going through a midlife crisis. Um, but uh, also, I uh, uh, but also it was nice. And so um, in in New York, and you know, I don't know exactly what your living situation is, but uh, in in New York, there's really not a lot of privacy uh, because if you're in an apartment building, you have roommates, you have neighbors and stuff, and um, and then when you're traveling, you're on trains and buses and. Um, it's, it's really, there's, and then you're at work and I mean, there's always people around. Uh, so I, I, I had a total, like, I don't know, not meltdown, but just like let it all out in the car ride. So there's a lot of like screaming and cursing and asking why, and, uh, just like, um, uh, kind of the Irish, we call it keening, I believe. Um, some form of that. And, uh, and, and then, um, you know, and then got there, got to the wedding and, and, uh, I was hugging Caitlin. Hello. And she hugged me for like a really long time. And, uh, her mom came up and like broke up our hug and she goes, I don't want to interrupt, but this is so nice. It's so nice to see all this love. And, um, and then Caitlin went away and her mom and I kept talking and, uh, and she asked how things are going. And I said, well, it's been a, a really, really rough week, but, uh, things are okay. And, she said, oh, uh, I heard you, you just lost somebody. And, I, and she was, um, you know, a comfort I wasn't expecting at the time because she was telling me uh, about, uh, she was like, and she said her friend just died suddenly at age 31. And, and I was like, that's so terrible. And um, she yeah. said that uh, she, she asked, what was his name? And I said, Jack. And it was important to her that she knew the name, and I appreciated that. And um, she uh, and I said, you know, it's a strange grief because it's not like we really hung out much outside of the office and it's not like he's a family member um, or anything, but I saw him every single day. And uh, for the last, you know, six years at two different companies and, uh, and, and it's, it's like a, it's a much, you know, bigger loss than uh, I guess I would have expected um, or I feel it more than I would have expected. Um, and it's just so so unbelievably shocking, and he's the last person I would have expected to not make the 30, um, and, like, the last in a million years, and it's just so fucking sad. And then on um, this past Saturday was the – yeah, I've been a wreck the last couple of weeks. I haven't exercised. I've been eating shit. I've probably gained about, you know, 30 pounds, uh, and uh, the uh, the service was – Saturday and and just the, the beginning where the the minister said uh, something like I don't know God please welcome your servant Jack into your kingdom or whatever it was felt so wrong it felt so unbelievably wrong and you know that 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 would be being said about this kid who was just here um, so you know it's just been awful for my team. It's been exceptionally awful for uh, for my um, being able to lead them recently because I've been so emotionally drained. And I also have been sick the last, like, two and a half weeks. And so I, I finally went to the doctor, and he said, you know, the, the depression can um, weaken your immune, weaken your immune system, uh, and uh, it's harder to fight off the whatever. So he gave me antibiotics. Uh, you know, I am feeling a little better now. 
Um, but it's just been a totally unexpected um, time where literally the worst thing that could happen in an office happened, and it's it's been fucking awful. And every day I still have, like, moments of shock where I can't believe it. You know, I can't believe it, and I break down several moments a day, and uh, it's just it's so fucked and makes no sense. And, uh, and that's, I just had to get all that off my chest. So sorry to bring the mood down, but, uh, it's been a fucking rough go. No, no, I, uh, I hear you, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing. No, you didn't bring the, the mood down. That's, that's fine. I'm, uh, well, first of all, you know, I would, you know, I apologize for, uh, you know, your loss and also, um, you know, it's terrible. You know, it's too young. I think, uh, you know, when we lose somebody uh, so young as close to us, it's uh, hard to explain, first of all. And secondly, uh, we've always tried to find some kind of reasoning for it. Uh, you know, when, um, I don't know if you remember that guy. Uh, uh, you know, remember we saw him in the bar once. It was John Week, the legend. Remember that guy? I think we oh, talked yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, of uh, course. He, pa- he, he passed away, too, in the last year or so. And, uh, that's the last oh two God. years and uh, around our age. And I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is normal or if this is, uh, you know, just something going on with our generation. But people are passing away pretty quickly uh, around our age. I, I know we're, we're older. We're not we're not in our teens and we're not 20s. But uh, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy to deal with. And uh, he was just a good guy, too, you, especially when the good people, you know. They're people that, you know, maybe we weren't extremely close to, but we liked. Uh, and it certainly seemed like you liked this guy a lot. So, and you work with him uh, pretty extensively. That's a big deal, man. That, we spend so much time at work, uh, and they become almost like uh, beyond a, a work friend. They're almost like a work, work family. Now they make those statements about work wife and work husband and all that kind of stuff. But uh, um, sorry, I I I couldn't comprehend it because I've never lost anyone that that close. I mean. He was pretty close to me, but, you know, we, we didn't really talk to him regularly. So, uh, but I knew he was a very good person. So it's just like uh, when you lose good people in the world and, and they're close to you, it's, it's terrible, I think, and uh, there's no really getting over it. Um, but uh, when we were talking, you know, the uh, texting back and forth, when you said that to me, uh, you know, uh, I think you said his brother said he passed away. I mean, that was, you know, obvious that he probably passed away. But uh, you know, when I, the way I analyzed it was, I think your state was not good. Your your mental state was not good. I didn't want to push it and say, well, he's probably gone. You know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how that's how I kind of analyzed that. And I, I didn't want you on a plane, you know, having a mental breakdown or or, or really going through something that uh, you know uh, would have been very tough and difficult. I think it's best that you got to New York and then had that. Actually, I try to control it. That's what I try to do, uh, and it was. Kind of an odd way of doing it. It's just, um, it's terrible. I don't know how you can control such a situation. It's just uh, never going to really go away in a lot of ways. But uh, you'll probably have to learn to deal with it, uh, you know. And uh, I just worry about family. You know, when when that time comes, you know, I really, you know, I've lost grandparents and whatnot, but, uh, you know, we weren't 100% close. But what happens to the immediate family? I mean, that's just going to be devastating. I just, they can't even think about it. It's just, uh, um, you know, maybe we're just, uh, I'm just not prepared for any of this kind of stuff. This is uh, maybe I'm not uh, mature enough. I don't know. This is just difficult. But uh, how do you deal with it? That's my, you know, that would be my question. 
Well, I, I appreciate your consideration. I appreciate your consideration in uh, you telling me he's fine, even though you because uh, you didn't want me to uh, panic on the plane, I guess. But I was already. It was too late for that. Um, but yeah. uh, um, the friend that you mentioned is—is is that the guy who walked with a limp? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Absolutely. Uh, he was a good guy. He, you know, he went to like a childhood birthday party that he just seemed so full of life, you know. And then uh, when you look at the yeah. uh, obituaries and people, people wrote on, you know, everything was so positive about him. And it was just he was an artist and uh, just an all around good guy. You know, very giving. You know, I think because he had such a rough childhood because he had that uh, uh, impediment, he had the, uh, the handicap essentially. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. once we all kind of supported him, he was a good guy. So it's just uh, it's shocking. You just never know when it, when the time is. Um, where where did we see? World. We saw him in. I think it was. Sorry, uh, we, we saw him Benigan? in uh, Humphreys. I thought was, was Benigan the was old Benigan? Hum- oh, I thought it was at I Humphreys was, in Orange. You might you might you might be right. Yes, yes, we saw him in Humphreys in Orange. I think I saw him again. At Bennigan's. Okay. It was very odd because I saw him very randomly. And it was, you know, and usually I never go to those places. And, uh, you know, I saw him twice. But, yes, you're right. Humphreys or Yep. Two places that are now gone. And what was his name? Uh, Brian Huff. He had a brother. Uh, just a good guy. Very good character. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just kind of strange. And it's strange how the people think, back uh, life, we don't, it, you know, I keep thinking to myself, oh, was it a, was it a suicide? Was it a suicide? Because they're so young, right? And you try to kind of rationalize it. It had nothing to do with that. So, I mean, like, uh, it's all health issues. And uh, some people just never talk about it. You just never know. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be frank, we still don't really know what happened. Um, just, just that he's gone. And, uh, you know, I, I attended the service the other day expecting or hoping to get some closure, and it really only made me have more questions. Um, but it was very well yeah. attended, uh, people people standing and everything. Um, but uh, let's shift gears a bit. Uh, and in the worst uh, segue I've ever done, John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Stop it, boys! Tom Fogarty, what's going on, man? Death and more death. Oh, yeah, going going around. 
It's the same. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. So who, I know we sort of, who'd they get? We sort of partly uh, for you? ran mm-hmm. over this. Uh, well, three people we've known for a very long time. One, a 20-year-old boy who decided to off himself the exact same week a year later from when his mother did it. His mother killed herself last year the same time last week, and he chose then to just decide it wasn't worth living and to go as well. So, don't know what the fuck is in the air right now, but there's clearly something going on. Yeah. So that's been the most recent three, uh, you know, some of the most recent three. One was just last night we found out about, or two days ago we found out about. I realized that I hadn't, you know, she's someone who would respond every day on Facebook or send an Instagram or something. And then I'm chatting for about a month, so we thought, well, maybe. But then we found out that she had been really ill and hadn't really told anybody except the very close family. And adios. She gone. Just like my damn hot mess awards. Oh, there they are. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, it's certainly been a somber episode thus far. Um, and I, I am sorry for your losses as well. It is, yeah, like you said, yeah, no, I'm sorry for yours. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Thank you. like I said, just something's fucking going on. It makes you, but you know, it makes you like sit up and go, okay, some of that petty shit that I'm like worrying about or fretting over what's going to happen next week or gee, I hope I see that person in two weeks time. No, because we might not be here tomorrow. So I might not make it through this fucking show right now. (laughs) It's always a miracle if we do, but, uh, you know, you just never fucking know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, that's kind of what sometimes if like now, if one of my team members is freaking out about something work related, at some point, sometimes I'll just turn to him and go, who cares? And it actually helps yeah. because, yeah. you know, it's been putting some things in yeah. perspective. Uh, yeah. But who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Award, Sire? Well, I'm going to try to cram four in really quickly because I just could not figure That's out said. who to cut loose on this one. <laughs> First, it's got to be Clinton. Uh-huh. And this bullshit, mm-hmm. like me too crap. <laughs> It's like, mm-hmm. she wasn't coerced, she wasn't raped, she got on her fucking knees, lit daddy's cigar for him, and blew the dick. So he's apologized, he almost lost his damn job for it, but he didn't. You know, it's get on with it, leave him the fuck alone. But you've got this, like, 80-year-old fucking local New York reporter, Marsha Kramer, who is, like, the first fucking bone she's had in years, and she's going after it. And she just like keeps yeah. shouting to him, you know, like the corner. It's like fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. This is not that is not a me too moment. There's like more serious shit going on than stuff. That's, I'm sure Monica doesn't even want to have it fucking dredged up anymore. Mm-hmm. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Another another quick one is. You know how I have loved Roseanne for fucking ever. And I could justify yeah. how much he has done 
But no, bitch. When you want to blame Ambien for your fucking racism, no. No, the only thing Ambien has ever done to me is made me order clothes in a size I wish the fuck I could get into. (laughs) That's the only thing Ambien has ever done for me. I like order small or extra small. In my Ambien (laughs) age. What website? Yeah. Off of uh, AdamandEveToys.com? Huh? No, your animals should have dealt. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just keep going. Andy yeah. Spade. Yeah, who's your next time? Andy Spade, the, 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 you know, now, now husband of the deceased Kate Spade. Who I understand, Ooh, yeah, you know, like a lot of shit's been going down, apparently... Uh, he took an apartment several blocks away almost 10 months ago, but they're close enough that the daughter would spend, you know, a night with him, a night with her. It didn't, you know, upset her schooling or anything. But in light of everything that's gone down, for him to leave their fucking house this morning wearing a rescuer's mask from the Disney film The Rescuers, he had like a little fucking mouth mask on. What? And truly, <laughs> don't you know about privacy? Have you no respect for privacy? <laughs> You're gonna wear the little mouth head for the rescuers. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> And my last That's one dark. is now the new menage that is going on with the Trumpster, otherwise known as Scrotum Otis, to me, his <laughs> son-in-law, Jared, and one of the KKK girls. Yeah, what? Miss uh-huh. Kim Miss. Well, actually, she is a KKK. She's Kim Kardashian Kanye. <laughs> uh, so the fact that The woman was released because of her. Jared then asked, do you know more black people we might be able to free? Not in those words, but just by virtue of, like, asking Kim Kardashian if she knows of any other black people who who might have been, you know, abused in the penal system. You think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's his, like, go-to now. Yeah. Why don't you ask uh, a black person like Clarence Thomas? Not good. No. Clarence Thomas? Yeah. Clarence! That was a double joke, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Because that wouldn't be like asking a black man at all. Clarence! Right. And and Clarence's parents got a real good marriage. Clarence went to private school. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Can't lose his pubes on coke cans. Are you, ew, are you motherfuckers ready to, ready to joke, joke up and move on? I've been leaking. The lady doesn't wander all over the room. And Blow on some other guy's dice. Go! So let's keep the party polite. Nice and polite. Not bad. 
never get out yeah. of my sight. Keeper, close. Stick with me, like baby. Like flypaper, baby. the fella that you came with. Yeah. Love, be a lady. Bum, bum. Love, be a lady. And let it go now. Where did wow. you get the whole uh, thing? That's the stuff of nightmare. It's on his podcast, uh, the amazing, colossal podcast, Gilbert, and he sang it with uh, Craig Bierico. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so good. We'll see if I can uh, was, find the whole thing for you. That is so good. Um, it was been a long time, but that was actually yeah. singing to my ears tonight. That, was, that just broke my ear. Now all we need is like a, a duet, actually a trio. Him, Sam Kennison, and Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> no, actually they could make it a trio and then throw Peewee in. <laughs> That'd be so good. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that. You twerk on that. And Mar and Mario Cantone. <laughs> yeah, I'd work on that. <laughs> All right. Um uh so uh we Wait. kick us off. I have no idea how this, this joke off's gonna go. You we kick us off, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, All right, okay, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. About a month ago, British Columbia woman Susan Allen and her son were sitting in their car at a stoplight when feces came pouring in through the sunroof. She told the local news, our car was inundated with liquid poo. I had it on my face, down my shirt, my entire car, and the vehicle beside us were all covered in it, yeah? What if it came through my head and killed me? This could be a much different circumstance than just poop in my eye, you know. We used bleach and peroxide and cleaned the poop that was there, so now it smells like Calvin Klein once. And that's what happens when Tom Fogarty has just had Taco Bell and is driving over you on the freeway. (laughs) (laughs) It could have went in my head and killed me. Yeah. It was it was Princey. It was my granny's friend Princey. <laughs> Gross, Tommy boy. Gross. She was trying to pull her girdle up. She was trying to pull her girdle up. She was all over everybody. So you know, don't, don't open your windows. I, I, I think uh, I think we need a little. We need that. We need that full story. Can you can you tell us that full story, Tom Fogarty? Oh, not right now. I can't. I can't go there. I'd be in pain. Oh no, you did it. Come on. Let's we'll oh, see how the we'll tease. Let's we'll see how the jokes go, okay. and I'll save it. If, if, okay. Yeah. Tommy, okay. 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 Fair, boom. Fair in enough. a recent obituary in Minnesota reads, Kathleen Dumlo passed away on May 31st, 2018, in Springfield, and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a joke without her. They ended the note with, 
instead of honoring her with flowers, let's send some pieces to Canadian summary.
Tuesday night's The Daily Show, Trevor Noah asked his audience, can we just acknowledge how weird it is under Trump no one wants to visit the White House anymore? To which Melania responded, no, not really. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, I love this next one, week. Uh, Jada Pickett-Smith's Facebook watch talk show this week, Pickett-Smith discussed the moment her son Jaden asked to be emancipated. She, went, he, she said when he approached her, she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in than he already is. That's right. That's right. He was trying to get out of there. <laughs> He's trying to get out yeah, of there to be normal. Yeah, oh, normal? What are you talking about normal? He's the sickest thing on two legs. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> is in deep doo-doo. Marvel is in doo-doo after it was revealed that they cut an LGBTQ scene from Black Panther. Um, uh, have you seen those fucking outfits? Prancing <laughs> all around in spandex and tights and shoes? Child! <laughs> I superheroes weren't queer. Some motherfuckers clearly a $3 bill. <laughs> They lift his um, leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got their hickeys at Kimbo. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, we, since I didn't get that jelly bean joke out quite right, can you do me a favor and try it? The jelly belly one? The jelly belly one was great. Jelly belly. Yeah, you go back and try that jelly... one. Let's do this. Jelly belly has come out with new... Jelly bean flavors, including stink bug and dirty dishwater. Both more popular, however, than the other flavor that recently came up with, Rumple Trump Skin. That's uh-huh. stink bug and dirty Just, dishwater. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yep. Just had to hear that. Um, Beyonce and, and Jay-Z showed off images Man. of their twins during the... <laughs> During their on the run tour <laughs> in Wales Beyonce the other night, the, twi- <laughs> the twins are named H and Izzo. God damn it. Did he finish? Yeah, he's at this. That's right. 
And funerally, Sean Hannity is reportedly heading to Singapore for a North Korean <laughs> summit between a president of Trump oh, 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 and the no. oh, no. oh, no. Apparently, oh, no. oh, no. another fat guy. Oh, <laughs> Good job. shopping and she realizes that it's like 25 minutes have gone by and there's still no prissy. So she walks back toward the bathroom and just as she's about to get there, prissy comes shooting out of that damn lady's room like she's been shot out of a cannon, grabs my granny's fat little arm and yanks her out of the damn store saying, let's get in the car and go like she had just committed a bank robbery or something. They get in the car, they're leaving, and my granny says, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> and Chrissy proceeded to say that she knew she wasn't feeling all quite right and was kind of oh. juicy, if you know what I mean. Oh. And so <laughs> she was cutting it close as she got to the toilet, and then she realized she had her girdle on. Because they were getting all dressed up to go to that fancy new store opening, you dig? So she was dressed like it was time for church. And she had her good girdle on. Well, she commenced to struggling with that damn girdle, trying to get it down. And just as she freed herself and got it low enough where she could sit, she shit. And she just didn't sit (laughs) up the wall. He shat up the wall to the roof. Oh. There was shit on the ceiling. <laughs> and what made Prissy so late is she had been in there using every goddamn piece of toilet paper and paper towel in the damn restroom trying to clean the shit up. 
Oh, my God. I mean, oh she couldn't get the room. That's when she just decided to cut her losses and get the hell out of there as quick as she could. Can you imagine the poor guy that had to go in and clean it? And like going, oh, well, there's no shit on the floor. There's no shit on the wall. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Who the hell put the ass up on the ceiling? Yeah. I mean, you know the shit you... like that. She, there must have been a gallon that came out of that bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh by the way, uh, Vinny B. Vinny B. Just Vinny B. Just called in, so I'm gonna pick up on him while we. While hey, Vinny, how's it going? Yo, what's up? What's going on? What's up? What's going on? We're talking. We're hey. talking about. We're, we're just finishing up with the wizard. We're talking about poop. And uh, uh, when Tom <laughs> Fogarty, with the, first, the first time that you told me that story, um, it was my thirtieth birthday. And the reason you told me is because uh, I. Oh, you I told. Taco I was Bell with incident. No, no, that was you. I I was with my friend <laughs> Mac, and he, uh, uh, my Irish friend. And uh, it was on my 30th birthday, and uh, he, he, I, I said, yeah, you could go pee first before I get in there because I, you know, I had to take a dunk. And then he went and peed, and then uh, I tried running in there, and as soon as I got the, my drawers off and everything, I <laughs> shat all over the bathroom. All yeah. over oh, the bathroom. And, man. Uh, yeah. It, right. and, and, and that was how I, that was what I did when I turned 30 years old. Right. Shit all over. Um, Well, and that's why you don't drink anymore, right? Ah, yeah, exactly. No, no drinks, no nothing. No more country. We know, we know, we know another lovely young lady from Syracuse that had that issue too, as I recall. You know who I'm talking about? Wait, no, I don't. What? Actually, maybe you don't. (laughs) Uh, How many years ahead of Lou were you? Two? Three. Three? Three. Oh. Yeah, you no, wouldn't have known her. What happened? You probably wouldn't have known her at all. You would have just known her. I ain't kissing it. I'm just saying, you know, some some 19-year-olds <laughs> can't hold their alcohol and they shit themselves. Oh. <laughs> so that's all. What's her first name? Give me her first huh? and last name. Oh, right. Yeah, let that's me give you. Yeah. name. Yeah, I don't want to get her in trouble. I don't want to get her in trouble, but her name is. Oh, man. And it doesn't matter that it's a her. It could be anybody. It's just, yeah. These people got to control themselves, man. Yep. Man, I just sat in my pants at the bleachers show. Oh, Lord. And I would would tell you something. I would tell you something that Vinny told me, but I don't know if Vinny wants to tell it. Vinny, do you don't want to tell it? Do you want to tell it, Vinny? You know, I feel I feel obliged to tell it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Nothing would make me happy. I feel obliged to tell it, and I blame yeah. the show for what happened. That's fine. Hundred percent blame yeah. the show. Excellent. I, I feel uh. All right. <laughs> you really you really want to hear it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tom Fogarty, do you want to hear what happened to Vinnie Mae? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so ever yeah. since the show where um, 
Ryan shit himself at bleachers, right? I've been so paranoid about shit in my pants. Like, you cannot imagine. I couldn't stop thinking about it. That um, I actually bought, I didn't tell Ryan, I didn't tell Ryan this part, but I, I brought Pepto-Bismol with me. I have a tablet that I would take if I, felt, if I felt the urge. I said I'd rather be constipated for three days. <laughs> anyway, well, wait a minute. Are they Pepto Bismol suppositories or what? <laughs> no, they're the you fucking chew on them, dude. You can shove them up your ass, I guess. But I, I don't, I, I've never really tried that. <laughs> they're not gonna get to my ass fast enough if I'm chewing on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I might need oh, the Pepto, I might need the Pepto suppository. <laughs> like that doctor, oh, you know that doctor who that doctor prescribed suppositories to that guy, and the guy says it's not working, doctor. And the doctor's like, "Where are you taking them?" Right, and the guy goes, "Well, what am I supposed to do? Shove them on my ass?" Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know oh, those man. days where you think you're gonna shit yourself might be a good day for a tampon. You know, oh, I never right. thought of that. Oh, you know, they, get up in, they, right. they go up in there and bloom and shit. You gotta get it up there, <laughs> shove it up the butt. You gotta shove it up the butt. Yeah, get those grooming ones. I bet those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those ones yeah. that have kettles. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not gonna tell. I, I can't tell the story now. No. You gotta tell no, the story. No, come on. Come on. You wanna hear All right, it? Anyway. Come on, man. So you know, I'm a I'm a cigar guy. And uh, Saturday night, I go out and I walk my dog and I go to a very quiet place, um, far, like probably about uh, three quarters of a mile away from my house. I go to this spot where there's a bench. There's no restaurant. There's no nothing. It's peace and quiet. Anyway, so I, I light up my cigar and I feel the first rumblings in my stomach. And I go, oh, no, you got to be kidding me. Then, you know, sometimes you get, like, uh, the warning, but it just went straight to DEFCON 3. Straight to DEFCON 3. <laughs> I went, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? So I had the option. I, was like, I guess I either shit my pants or there's a place under, there's, like, a walkway that you can go over a highway, and I went underneath the walkway, and I squatted and <laughs> <laughs> took one of the biggest dumps I've ever in my, I've ever had in my life in public. <laughs> Dude, it was yeah. so big oh. that I was half a block away and I could still see it. Oh, no way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is what, oh, what And then yeah, you put that was the... to it like close encounters of the third kind. <laughs> and dude, I, and you got nothing to wipe yourself with. So you still got shit on right. your ass anyway. That's question. Oh. Yeah. No, so you, you still got shit, shit on your ass. So you did not wipe your ass. And I ha- so you didn't wipe your ass and at you, all. No we, leaves, no nothing. Ha- Poison no, ivy. There was no, oh. I thought. No, I would have been rubbing. I been rubbing my ass up and down a pole. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but you're not talking about that. Yeah. Oh, a uh, uh, missing person, missing person's poster. That'll do. <laughs> so I had to walk. I had to walk three quarters of a mile with shit in my pants. Jesus. Oh. And, and my dog must have knew. My dog kept fucking trying to sniff my ass. 
<laughs> as, as I'm walking the three quarter the three quarter mile walk of shame, I have this fucking dumbass dog smelling my ass, and I'm hoping I don't run into anybody and have a conversation because you smell like shit. Shit just smells. <laughs> and then I had to hope my wife wasn't up. And then I had to go into the shower, fucking wash the shit off my underwear, wash my ass for like an hour. It was fucking humiliating, degrading, and yeah, there you go. That's my shit. Story. What? What? What time of? What time of day was this? Oh, it was like eleven thirty at night, twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, keep up. Around there. We do that. Quiet time That's of the night. He gets the cigar. He walks the dog. Shits on the floor. That's. I'm just saying it'd be. It'd be. I'm just saying it'd be better if it was like two a.m. or something. It's still pretty early. No, dude. But no, how about two p.m.? Nobody, nobody's around. Nobody. How about two p.m.? Nobody's broad daylight. <laughs> I would. I would prefer that. Back your ass up to the river and shit. <laughs> Jesus But I still can't believe Mike I saw the dump A half a block away That's how much it was So you know somebody must have seen it And they were like Ah oh, no dog did that <laughs> Nothing Nothing human did that shit <laughs> Yeah Yeah I've seen shit like that in the subway Yeah no, me When you come up yeah, on like you know, When you come up on like a bum That's finally taking his first crap of the week Jesus. Yep. <laughs> and the one, and the one thing I wish I knew, Ryan told me that um, it is not the cops can't do anything if they catch you shitting. Right. Really? I, yeah. O- only peeing. Yep. Only peeing. Only peeing. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I wish I was told that because here I am because I think I'm going to be arrested for. Um, yeah, and I'm going to be arrested because it's more indecent than anything I've ever done in my life. For that, I feel sorry for you then. Oh. <laughs> no, in, in public. In public, I just say. I, I've done some nasty <laughs> shit in public, but it ain't been shitting myself, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. The least fun thing I've done in public that was degrading. Okay, because most of the times you're degraded, it's a good thing, it's fun. Well, I mean, like, it's you, fun uh, time. If, somebody, if somebody else is involved and you're doing something like that, I guess that, that would be that would be more fun than shitting, shitting on the floor. Absolutely. <laughs> what, if, what if two of you, what if it's multiple people so other people are involved and you're all got to shit yourselves and shit on the bridge together? Well, you know, that wouldn't be so bad. That would not be so bad. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, because, like, you you know, know, they can't really make fun of you. Okay. (laughs) Since we've gone gone down this rabbit hole really quickly, and I don't think I've ever told you this one, Ryan. Oh, Um, shit. A friend of mine, when I was – do you remember back when Manhattan Cable was, like, a big thing and you could still do free shows on – Channel 69 and shit like that. I was, in a show back in, I was in a show back in the 90s that ran eh, for a couple of years. And we would just make uh-huh. these little things on the, on the fly. And she'd edit them and shit out of her apartment and they'd get on TV. So this one right. time we're over, she had been in a car accident. A little fender bender. It wasn't much. But enough that 
the doctor gave her, because her back was in spasm, gave her muscle relaxant. Oh. She had a giant chocolate lab. Oh. It was also <laughs> sick at the same time. She took it to the vet. The vet gave it medication. So she goes and she gets the medication for both herself and the dog, proceeds to come home. She takes the dog's pill. She gives her pill to the dog. And the next thing we know, oh. a half hour later, this giant lab, his, he goes to stay. <laughs> he, he goes to stand up, and his front legs just like slide right down and away from him. His ass in the air. <laughs> just shit a chocolate fountain that's just in an arc going across. So he the room because, of course, the muscle relaxed. It just relaxed everything. Oh my god! <laughs> it was just like a, it was like it was like water coming out of a fire hose. It was just, oh, <laughs> three days of shit coming out of his dog. <laughs> <laughs> was this on oh camera? Did, did, was oh, it on no, show? no, no, no! We were not. We were just discussing what we were going to be shooting. Your 
thigh is pressed together, you're squeezing your asshole as tight as you possibly can, and you're just like sort of doing a pigeon-toed tiptoe trying to get get the there before it just like all lets loose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because I've done that in the the altogether before. But I didn't even have the luxury of some draws to catch that shit. I left the trail out the trail from the bedroom to the bathroom. Oh my God. Just little measured dribbles of like each little step. Yeah. And you know it's bad when you shit up your back. You know you're squeezing hard when you shit up your back. Oh. As long as you're not wearing a girl. And that, but it, it, are, you, are you talking about going from your your current bedroom to your bathroom in the in yeah. your current apartment, sire? Yeah, so I had to round that short corner. Yeah. And I know your bathroom door oh don't close God. all the way. Oh, now it does. We finally have that fixed. Oh, that is it's oh, not, that it, it's not that it didn't close all the way. It's just the locking mechanism sometimes got stuck, like that poor girl that Halloween party. And because the parade goes right by us, nobody could hear her like frantically dying in the bathroom trying to get the fuck out. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, yeah. What happened at the Halloween party? Who sat in her pants at Halloween? Huh? <laughs> what happened at the Halloween oh, you, party? Yeah. No, I'm saying. I'm saying the reason. Well, yes, yes. The girl I'm talking about did shit her pants at the Halloween party, but that was just one in a multitude of times. But I'm talking about the girl that, like, you know, we just say don't, don't, you know, you can pull it too, but don't lock it. Well, she locked it. And nobody could hear her pounding or screaming or yelling and she never phoned to call anybody. Because you know that we're so close to the parade, it's like we're in it. So it's like the noise. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so I bet to this day she could not close the door in a bathroom. <laughs> Wait a minute. On top of being locked in your bathroom, she was also also sat in her pants, or is that no? Separate? No, this was two different girls. <laughs> okay. This is two different girls. Oh, you have a lot of girls misusing your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, on that note, fellas. Yes. Good night, sire. Thank you so much. It's been good night, Tom. shitty talking to you. Later, Gator. Later. Please. Sire. <laughs> how did oh. how did this show go from oh. all that death to um talking about shit? <laughs> Yeah, you're so right. I, I think <laughs> that's a great I think I, I I think you just answered your own question. I think there was really nowhere else to go. <laughs> nowhere else to go down. Jesus. <laughs> so you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, well, uh, weeks. Do you have a story that you'd like to tell us about your uh, poop endeavors? <laughs> Well, I I, I'd like to hear the one again where he had to bring it in his, put it in his trash can. 
In yeah. college? How about that one? Getting that, oh, right? that, was, that was just that was just disgusting. That was first of all, you know, I was in I used to live in a like, single. I used to live in Mitchell Hall my uh sophomore right. year at GW. Uh it was a single. So you didn't have a bathroom, they had a communal bathroom. Uh you had a sink. You had a sink and I was I was a lazy son of a bitch. I would I would piss in that sink, I would do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You you didn't have that part in your story last time. You you No, I didn't have that. I, I, I try to I try to keep that out to not make it too disgusting. But uh. <laughs> but wait 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 a second! You're so lazy that you pissed in the sink instead of the yeah. toilet that's right there. Just to be clear. There's there, no there's a toilet down the hallway, but uh, oh okay, I'm, I'm okay. too lazy to go to the toilet, so I, yeah. Which, which which actually uh, legitimizes it. So I I just go piss in the sink sometimes. But, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, that makes uh, sense. One, that makes perfect sense, does. right? But one night, um, <laughs> I think I I wait. I think I ate way too much pizza, and I was doing a, a pull. I was pulling an all nighter. Uh, I fell asleep on the bed. Oh boy. Uh, and I woke <laughs> up, and I had this terrible stomach. <laughs> You know, it's, it's one of those stomach aches. I was I was scared to even stand up because I, I knew yep. I would shit my pants. So I I just stayed on the bed. I didn't know how to move. So what I did was I kind of wiggled my way off like a worm off the off the side of my bed, <laughs> and and I started crawl. I started li- literally I started crawling. I was like, I, I was trying to rationalize it. Am I going to make it to the, the bathroom? It's, it's still another five six minute walk to the freaking bathroom. Right. So I had to make a choice. There was a garbage can in there. I just completely <laughs> took a huge, I took a huge, and this is a big garbage can. I took a huge shit in this garbage can. This garbage can was, oh, it was it was a solid shit, a halfway full of garbage can. I oh, had to literally, yeah. oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, but it felt so good. It was so amazing. It was a great but uh, I, I took that. I took that. I took that garbage can. <laughs> it was. It was so. It was so solid. I didn't know where to put my crap. So what I did was I just put. I just brought it to the garbage. <laughs> what I did was I literally brought it to the garbage in the hallway and I dumped it in the oh garbage. Oh my god. I knew the garbage people would pick it up the next morning because it was still very early. And I, wa- I right. washed out the garbage can. My room smelled great. But apparently the, the garbage people didn't pick up the garbage can that day, the uh. next morning. So it smelled like shit throughout the entire building. It smelled terrible. <laughs> they never picked it up. They, they actually had to call them and ask them to pick it up immediately. And everybody was talking about it in the hallway. <laughs> and there I am. I'm, like, laughing my ass off about it. And, of course, they didn't find out. But uh, it was terrible. But uh, it was hilarious at the same time. God, you know, the last time you heard that, you said that you put it in the – you said you put it in the shower, the, the trash can in the shower. Yeah, what I did was I cleaned it out in the shower because <laughs> it was solid. I could have oh. put it in the uh, toilet. I couldn't put it in the toilet, so I cleaned it out, and I, I, I you know, the garbage can was pristine and and uh, clean, but uh, the shit was in the garbage can in the hallway. <laughs> oh, so you you cleaned your own garbage can? But yes, the, I did. Uh, yes, I was too confused. Yes, 
was too confused. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't know. I didn't know that either. You transferred your shit into another garbage can. I did. I did. I, I did a lot of work. I had. Otherwise, my room would have felt horrible. You sound more thrilled than just now when you said, oh, it felt so amazing. It was like the best feeling. When you're talking about shitting in a trash can, that's the best feeling you've ever had. That is probably one of the most gratifying experiences of my life. (laughs) I respect that. Yep. Jesus. Oh, my God. So, I think um, I just, I just ate three call... Pepto-Bismol pills. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. actually have pe- I, I actually have pizza next to me, and now I'm worried about uh, consuming it. <laughs> um, but a, a lot of the time, uh, people, they call John Weeks, they call him the Dr. Drew of, uh, they call him Dr. Nancy oh. Drew, really. And, uh, and right. Kitty, I hear I hear you have uh, some issues that you want to bring up to Dr. Nancy Drew week. Okay. All right. Let's do this. All right. So this is actually um, – well, first of all, week. Can I get a ride home? Of course you can, always. We're, we're right all right. You're the man. All right. So I just want to know, how does one live and be sane – you know, like the age of Aquarius? This is called the age of the cunt. Everybody's a cunt. Everybody acts like a cunt. All the cunts are coming out of the woodwork from true. everywhere. And everybody does so being true. a cunt. The news is all about people being cunts. That's, true. That's all it is. This one was That's a true. cunt to this one. And this one That's tries true. to act you a cunt, you know... But the other thing is, too, you get in trouble for calling somebody a cunt. That's true. But everybody's done. Oh. But my question to you, Jonathan Weeks, with this current political situation, because, you know, I understand in all due respect, but, you know, President Trump, whether, you know, calm, whatever, racist, not a racist, whatever, he's a fucking cunt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to admit that. You got to say he's a cunt. So he said, oh, he, no. he came to office, and he goes, I promise to bring cunthood to the United States. And he has. He succeeded. Everybody's a cunt. Everybody, everybody goes, well, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to be a cunt. It's amazing. So how do you, how do you live with that? How do, you, how do you go about your day knowing that there's cunts everywhere? That's my question. Oh, oh man. <laughs> This is a tough question. <laughs> it's a very tough question. Um, I think it's tough. It's uh, we have to realize and accept that uh, we're all cunts, every one of us. I think we all are. You know, uh, you know, it's it's easy to point the finger, but we all are. You know, we are. You know, I am. We all are. But uh, I think I, I don't want to interrupt your wisdom. I don't want to interrupt your wisdom, yes. but. Until a year and a half ago, people were like, you know what? There's some cunts out there. It's okay. But now it's like the world is exploding with cunts. I like know. that lawyer, know. that lawyer that was just like, I'm calling ice on you because you spoke Spanish. That cunt would have never right. said that two years ago. Right. And he just right, got right. empowered. He was like, 
I could be a cunt now. <laughs> anyway, a, continue. Good, I'm sorry. No, no, that's a good point. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I disagree. I think people were cunts even before that. I think they're not. Uh, I think we're in a climate where, yeah, I mean, the media just floats things that happen. I think people were willing to be cunts uh, prior, and I think there actually were more <laughs> cunts prior. It's just that the media exposed one episode so that the world becomes fantastic. It's a huge, big world of cunts now. But uh, right. I think, to, I think to, to, to reach a self-realization that we're all cunts, we all got problems, uh, is number one. Number two, there's a public and there's a private side to life where in the public right. we're all cunts. But in private, we can limit that to a certain degree. Uh, I think that's important, and really creating a division of reality almost. It's kind of scary, but that's the, that's what it's become. Where in the in the public you have to be one person and a cunt, and in private you have to be another person and yourself. So you have to make that division, and that's where really it's the difference lies: the private life, your private persona, and how you come across to other people and whatnot uh, is most important. But I, you know, I strongly believe we've been cunts for ever since the day we were born. Human beings, right. were cunts <laughs> in general. I think that's we pretty, came out of them. Eternal. That's yes, right. We came out of them. out of the cunts. It's all hereditary. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, you know we have to we have to try to have our best to limit that. It's called limitation of cunt cuntness. That's what it's called. <laughs> limitation of cuntness. And a lot of doctors are specializing <laughs> in this nowadays. L O C limitation of Ryan. <laughs> that's right. You yeah. down with L O C you know me. <laughs> you find that you find that answer acceptable, Ryan. I would have never done that. You think I'm blowing this out of proportion? No, I of course I no. agree I agree I agree with you. Oh man. All right. So I, 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 only I agree. Wait, why are you upset that I agree with you, Vinny? No, no, no. I'm, I'm upset because everybody's a cunt. That's why. <laughs> you know that. You know that. The, last night I was um I got onto the D train coming back from work, trying to go home, and this lady right. had like a, a bag on on her seat, and I I pointed to the bag and I said, "Can I sit there, yep. please?" And then she gets she really said, mad. Yeah, and she goes, uh-uh, well, yeah, you can, I mean, it's fine. You don't, it just don't have to be pointing like that. You don't need to be pointing your finger you like serious? that, like you did. Yeah, I'm dead yeah, serious. I and I yeah. said, I I said, I just said, can I sit there, please? And she said, yeah, okay, but you don't need to be pointing. And she moves her thing, and I just go, I uh, I don't need to be around that negative energy. And I walked away, and I, I have right. no idea what she said, but she said a lot of mean stuff about me after that. Um, and other people were, like, yeah. laughing at her, what she was saying. Yeah. Um, but as, like, as I was trying, and I was in a very uh, bad mental state that I did not give a shit yep. about this woman. And I was, I was a much right. more important part of her day than she was of mine. And so, um, right. the, uh, the, the, this, this, uh, guy, this young guy, um, saw what happened and he wasn't getting off the train or anything, but he got up and he gave me his seat. So, so that was very nice of him, I thought. Because she was that cunt. Was yeah. nice, see? He took the cunt yeah. out of the situation. Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think the cuntness is uh, increased, escalated in cities or urban areas because 
Uh, I didn't have these same problems in Buffalo or Vermont because you could be more isolated in that regard and more antisocial, which I prefer. But uh, in the city, you know, you know, for instance, a, a small example, I was on the, the Metro bus the other day. My back barely nudged this guy. I thought this guy was going to kill me on the bus. I apologized profusely. <laughs> I literally thought he was going to get up and punch me in the face. And I don't mm. know what it is with people, but in the city, and, you know, I'm, I'm not so akin to New York. I don't know what New York nowadays, but people are so engrossed on their phones and the media and the, that bullshit out there and the social mm-hmm. media as well. They don't give a damn about the people in front of them. That's the scary thing about it. And that's why yeah, I, that's deactivated a good point. My, I deactivated my Facebook account because I just think that shit makes people cuntastic. You know, it multiplies the cuntness <laughs> by, by a million times. You just don't care that about the person true. in front of you. You just care what's on your damn phone. That's the, that's the problem with people nowadays. Yep. I agree. Um, Good answer. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily true because I I was on my phone typing an important uh, uh, text, and uh, the lady did not have a phone in her hand, and she was the cunt in that situation. Yeah, you know, it's not necessarily like a case-by-case. It's just how the person's developed over time. (laughs) I think we've developed pretty awful human beings with the the technology. I think the technology (laughs) is, to an extent, the enemy. It it creates cuntness. Out of people, I, I, we think that we're um, so connected because of Instagram and Twitter, but I think it actually makes us very disconnected. Interesting. It makes everything a market. It's a market. Did you hear that hmm. this one lady went into went into a bank and she she and or no, this one guy went into a bank and this lady she was the bank manager and uh, and the guy goes, I want to open up a fucking bank account, and the lady's like, Excuse me, sir, what did you just say? And he goes, I want to open up a fucking bank account. And she said, um, sir, uh, I will not be talked to like that. Let's try again. Right. And he goes, I want to fucking open up a fucking bank account. <laughs> and she says, I'm getting the manager. And she goes and she gets the manager. And the manager goes over <laughs> to, the, to the guy and he says, sir, what seems to be the problem? And the guy goes, I want to open up a bank account for $500,000. And then the bank manager goes, and is this cunt giving a hard time? <laughs> Good one. That was nice. Very nice, right? Learned it from Gilbert. Learned it from Gilbert. That was very good. That was very good. But, uh, actually, Vinny, I have, a, I have a question for We're running way over time, but I have a question for you, Vinny. The... Um, yeah. Uh, the, the the so say that uh you know so I meet with a a, a fitness coach twice a week and say that I I I get sick recently I'm dealing with a lot of shit emotionally drained as you said haven't taken care of myself got sick and then I so say that I text him you know that I need to cancel our sessions a couple times because I was you know sick and uh, needed to recuperate. And then, and I also uh, say that I wired $150 over to my friend to go pay him, uh, paid the credit card mm-hmm. fees on that. My friend ended up having to wait for shit to get in his bank account, all that shit. Right. And, and then he hasn't said a goddamn thing to me. I feel like that's pretty fucking rude, no? So I got one word for the situation. Come. That's right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yep, I, I think if I know uh, what person you're talking about, they're cunts. 
and so like, and what Jonathan Weeks was talking about, he was always. Oh, that's right. I think you're breaking up, Vinny. Always Mike. A Can't hear you, Vinny. Always Vinny. 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 Hello. Vinny, I heard the police. Vinny. Did they get him? Vinny. 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 Nah, you're breaking up, man. Oh, you're breaking up, man. Come on. Um, John Weeks, what's your favorite uh, scene in She's the Main Man, Future Main, the Bane's Main? All right, my favorite scene in She's the Main Man, Future Main, the Bane's Main. It's got to be when Amanda Baines plays a henchman of a major drug and uh, crime lord. And uh, the scene goes a little bit like this. She's uh, conversing with uh, another drug, uh, drug like crime lord. Oh, here's, and we got, we got Vinny back. Vinny's back. Vinny, Vinny's Vinny. back. Vinny. Oh, Vinny's breaking up still. Vinny, nah, he's on, breaking up. You, man? Ah, breaking up. He's oh, probably Vinny, sitting in the Vinny. bridge. I'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. Have a good night. All right, Vinny. All right we love you. Good night. Good night. Good night, Vinny. Um, okay, we make sure your wife. What's your so favorite scene? Sure <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. You, you'll never wipe now. He missed it. Uh, what's your favorite scene? She's the main bank man. What'd you say it was? Okay, here it goes. It was. Uh, it was. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, she plays a, a war and a drug lord uh, having another conversation with another war and drug lord, uh, crime lord. Uh, very smart. What were you doing at the club, talking things over with Leo? Don't think so hard, Eddie. You might sprain something up there. You're so goddamn smart, aren't you? Except you ain't. I get you, smart guy. I know what you are. Straight as a corkscrew. Mr. Inside Out Pete. Like some goddamn Bolshevik picking up his orders from the Yank Central. You think you're so goddamn smart, don't you? You join up with Johnny Casper. You bump Bernie Birnbaum. Up is down. Black is white. Well, I think you're half smart. I think you were straight with your frail. I think you were queer with Johnny Caspar. And I think you'd sooner join a ladies' league than gun a guy down. Then I hear from these two geniuses, they never even saw this rub-out take place. Uh, boss said to have him do it. He didn't say nothing about it. Shut up! Or maybe you've still got too many... <laughs> everyone, everyone is so goddamn smart. Well, we'll go out to Miller's Crossing. How about that? And we'll see who's smart at the end of this. And that's my favorite scene. She's a main man, but you're a face man. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Terrible. Yes. Wait, what? what? I mean, that was... Uh, that was amazing. That moment when you said uh, "shut up" was amazing. <laughs> a lot of emotion there. That was uh, uh, Amanda Bane slash Chocolat slash Precious slash uh, Miller's Crossing, the Coen Brothers, with John Turturro oh. and Gabriel Byrne. Are they Byrne? Byrne? Gabriel Byrne? Everything you tell me like that, Amanda Bryan, Amanda Bryan. It's with John Turturro, Amanda Bryan, and Gabriel Bryan. Gabriel Bryan, Amanda Bryan, and Jeremy. I'm I'm turning into Amanda Bryan, man. What's going on here? The Bapanic Plague, man, with Gabriel Bryan. Talk about the Bapanic Plague. (laughs) 
Don't you think it would be strange? Don't you think it would be strange having Al Pacino as a father? And he would just be like, take out the trash. Take out the trash. The trash. Take out the trash. It gets very intense. Take out the trash. Take out the trash. Take out the trash. Move the dishes. Trash. All I can do is the word trash. My favorite scene is season nine. nine. What? I'd be very scared of him as a father figure. I'd be scared of him as a father figure. Yes, exactly. My favorite scene in season nine, my future mind, mine is, um, boy, uh, fuck, man. I could do, I could do the, the, I could do the real heavy one about death, or I could do the real light one about heartbreak. Which would you prefer? Let's do the heavy one. Let's do it. We started off heavy. Okay. We went light, but then heavy. All right. So do you remember that I told you when I was at that funeral for uh, my friend Greg uh, a while ago that Martin Short was there? I think you told me this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he got up there and did a a, a poem, and afterwards uh, he walked by me, and I – yeah, and and I said to him, um, I said to him that was beautiful, and he said, "Oh, thanks, man." And I said, w- w- uh, "Where'd you get that poem?" And he said, um, "It was sent to me about two years ago, and uh, you know, it's just very light, and it, we're all going to be there soon anyway, and it's just very light." And um, the uh, kid kid who did Jack's eulogy the other day, Ben, I'm I'm ninety eight percent sure that this was the same poem. So I will be doing uh, uh, Amanda Baines as a poem called Death is Nothing at All by Henry Scott Holland. All right. Okay. Death is nothing at all. It does not count. I have only slipped away into the next room. Nothing has happened. Everything remains exactly as it was. I am I and you are you. And the old life that we lived so fondly together is untouched, unchanged. Whatever we were together, that we are still. Call me by the old familiar name. Speak of me in the easy way which you always used. Put no difference into your tone. Wear no forced air of solemnity or sorrow. Laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes that we enjoyed together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be ever the household world that it always was. Let it be spoken without an effort, without the ghost of a shadow upon it. Life means all that it ever meant. It is the same as it ever was. There is absolute and unbroken continuity. What is death but a negligible accident? Why should I be out of my mind because why should I be out of mind because I am out of sight? I am but waiting for you. For an interval, somewhere very near, just around the corner. All is well. Nothing is hurt. Nothing is lost. One brief moment, and all will be as it was before. How we shall laugh at the trouble of parting when we meet again. And that's my favorite scene in She's Man Man, 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 Man. 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 Man.
job, sir. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, Maine. So I wish I have. I wish I. I wish I had not heard that poem, but it, it is. It is beautiful. All right. So um, the uh, the other one I was going to do was uh, was from the wedding singer and uh, and. Um, it's short, so I think I might just do it anyway, if that's all right with you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Of course it is. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. So this is from uh, my t- this is my favorite scene. She's the main, main feature, main to bang, main colon the wedding singer's uh, colonoscopy expressions, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it's when uh, Amanda Bain plays uh, Adam Sandler, and she says, "You guys are off." To a great start, don't you think? I mean, Cindy showed up, so right away, Scott, you got to be pretty psyched, right? Well, I have a microphone and you don't, so you will listen to every goddamn word I have to say. <laughs> you know, some of us will never, ever find true love. Like, take for instance, and I'm pretty sure that that guy right over there, and the lady with the sideburns, <laughs> and basically everybody at table nine. But the worst part of all is that me, fatty, sideburns lady, and the mutants over at table nine will never, ever find a way to better the situation because apparently we have nothing to offer the opposite sex. Sir, one more outburst, I will strangle you with my microphone wire. Do you understand me? Now, let's cut the stupid cake because I know the fat guy's going to have a heart attack if we don't eat again soon. And while we're doing that, here's a little mood music for you. And that's my favorite scene, uh, second favorite scene, and she's my main feature, my divine mind. Yes. Excellent. Yes. 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 Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> uh, well done. Excellent. All right, sir. Hello? Do you have any business yes, left sir. before we part? Any business left I before we part this, for the night? This, no, I do not. This was an excellent show, and uh, thanks, for, uh, for, thanks for having us and having me. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for having me. That's like that's like Paul that's like Paul Schaefer saying thanks for having me, Dave, you know, at the end of each show. That's like uh that's like Kathy Lee. That's like Regis being Kathy Lee, thank you so much for having me here. Or, uh, he sounded a little strange there. Uh that's like uh that's that's like uh, at at the end of uh, at the end of somebody's presidency. That's like saying, uh, Michelle, thank you for uh, allowing me to stay in the Lincoln bedroom. Uh, it's been uh, a good uh, eight years. I appreciate it very much, and um, uh, God bless America. And uh, I love you very much. Uh, 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 and. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, it does. Thanks for having me. You're like you're like a celebrity. You're like a celebrity. Oh, thanks for having me on. You're like a fucking. You think you're famous, guy? Oh, no, I'm not famous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The pleasure and an honor. Yes, uh, yes, and and uh, those two clowns from earlier should be thanking us both. For having them. Also, when when can when when can we get? I forgot that the wizard and uh, Vinny and the wizard needs to be a show. Forgot all about that. Yes, that needs to be a show. We got to get that going on. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's do another show much sooner this time because, uh, frankly, I'm, yeah. I'm here weeks. I'm right on the edge weeks. I'm fucking. I am on the edge, the and I need this fucking show. Yeah. I'm the same. I almost. Cool. Could, I, w- I probably would not have made this week to be honest with you. Uh, that show. Uh, the only thing I have to look forward to this weekend. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I thought. We, uh, we can't. We can't do this again. Yeah. We have. We have to. No. Do, no. Have I feel it. Like, regularly. You know. Yes. We've done this dance before where we say we'll do it more regularly, but then something fucking crazy, fucking awful happens, and then shit goes down and life happens. But we'll get it together. Right. We'll be back. Soon, sooner than later. We always do. Um, so, yes. And uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? You know, take her out on a nice date. You're going to drive around a little bit with the windows down. But please, don't go taking shits out <laughs> the window. Please, please, you know, please be kind to other drivers on the road. <laughs> good night, Weeks. Good night, Weeks. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Take a shit in the trash can. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Take a shit in the trash can.